0: You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for Fansided and Pro Football Weekly. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter. Underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook and you can call or text the Locked on Packers fan hotline at 920 341 3775. That's 920 341 3775. And I want to thank everyone who has already reached out on the fan hotline. I couldn't believe it. I woke up this morning to messages already. So I, I'm, I'm glad I did that. I got a couple notes from people when I put out the signal. Do you want to do this? Would you respond to it? And so it's been nice to see that already on day one, we had a bunch of messages. And, and hopefully that continues. And we're going to get to this discussion about what's happening tomorrow night. The Packers and the Titans face off in the first preseason game, but I want to start the show today with a question. It was the first question I got. It was the question, like I said, I woke up to, and it's from Corey in Minnesota, and he said, with the separation between GM and head coach, reporting directly to Mark Murphy, does that empower Mike McCarthy in determining depth and roster cuts, especially among draft picks? And I think the reality is, McCarthy is still not going to be determining final cuts in terms of he does he have final say? No, but Brian Gutekunst I thought did a good job explaining in his press conference yesterday. Already by the way, more press conferences in training camp than Ted Thompson would have like all year from Brian Gutekunst. So he has he did a good job explaining that basically every day he and McCarthy talk about the roster. And they talk about where where they see these players developing, where they might need to get better. And in a couple of weeks, they're going to sit down and look at where they can make this team better, where are the players available. And once teams start cutting players, there's going to be more talented players, more impact players available to be a part of this team. I think we've already seen that this new system empowers the coaches to be a more vocal part, a more important part of the system with the front office. They were a part of the free agent discussions, apparently. And so I think everything is running more smoothly than it had in the past. And I think that was the design of the way this front office was supposed to work. Everyone was supposed to feel like their voice was being heard to someone. And whether or not that was what was actually translating is, is almost irrelevant. Guys feel like they're being heard. It does seem like the communication with Mike McCarthy and Brian Gutekind is much better than it was with Ted Thompson. Does that result in a better front office? Maybe, maybe not. We're going to see what those results are going to be. But it does result in a more communicative front office and head coaching relationship, which is, I think in any case, regardless of the results of the front office, a net positive. Let's get to the discussion, though, about the game tomorrow night, because I think that's the focus of most fans right now, and we're going to we're going to frame this podcast under players with the most to gain, players with the most to prove, and then a wild card we're going to talk about at the end. And let's start with the players with the most to prove. Jason Hershorn and I talked about it yesterday. The backup quarterbacks, only one is going to make this team in all likelihood. And on Tuesday, it was fascinating to hear from Mike McCarthy because he was asked all right, Aaron Rodgers probably not going to play. Who's going to start? And he wouldn't give an answer. And you know, that that's I don't think that is because he's trying to get some competitive advantage. He doesn't care at all if the Packers beat the Titans. He doesn't. He cares about making his football team better. And his response was, well we'll see how practice goes, implying that it was still not Finalized. It was not fully determined who the backup quarterback would be to Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's emblematic of this training camp at this position because Deshaun Kaiser was brought in to give Brett Hundley competition. He's shown some flashes, so was Brett Hundley, but we know what Brett Hundley is. I find it hard to believe that that all three are going to make the team. It seems very unlikely to me. So in that case, only one. Two can enter, one only one will exit. That's how this is going to work. And there, there is, this is the first impression. And it's not the first impression per se for Brett Hundley because the, the organization and the coaches, they know what he looks like. So in that way, I think Deshaun Kaiser has a little bit more to prove. But he also has 15 starts under his belt, way more than Brett Hundley. So the fact that Hunley is more familiar to the coaches. That is a a boon for him. But Kaiser has more NFL experience, really. Uh, Certainly more game experience. More reps than snaps that matter. So this is going to be Kaiser's chance to say, look, this is my job. I'm taking it. And the other battle is the one between Kyle Murphy and Jason Spriggs. And, And this one is interesting because really... Mike McCarthy has said he'd like to keep those guys on their sides. It used to be, for a long time, Green Bay would have their left tackle, they'd have their right tackle, and then they'd have what they call a swing tackle. A guy that can play either tackle position, might be able to play guard in a pinch, and that was this sixth offensive lineman, their swing tackle. Well, they don't have a swing tackle if what they want to do is go We have a backup left tackle, and we have a backup right tackle. But it is important that one of these offensive linemen looks ready to compete, looks ready to be a reliable, consistent fill-in player for the Green Bay Packers. Because chances are Brian Bulaga is not going to play 16 games. He struggled to do that over the course of his career. And David Bakhtiari had some injury issues last year. Already has some injury issues this year. That swing tackle is a pivotal player, and that's part of why you bring in Byron Bell. But right now, Byron Bell is the break-in-case-of-emergency player. They've put Kyle Murphy on the left. they put Jason Spriggs on the right, plus his 20 pounds. And they've said, okay, go figure it out. Go make it work. And so you assume that if there is an injury and someone's got to go in and play, that it's going to be a left tackle, right tackle situation. Short of that actually happening, we don't know. It seems like on Thursday, we're going to get a Murphy Spriggs bookend tackle, which is reason enough to say, Aaron Rodgers, why don't you uh, put on the baseball cap and uh, sit this one out? So it's not as much a competition as it is one or both of them proving or at least showing signs that they are capable of being legitimate NFL players. We saw Spriggs get more time last year. He still has some struggles moving laterally. He's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. Like I said, he's, he's put on 20 pounds in the offseason, something he probably should have done a year ago, to be honest. And Kyle Murphy is coming off a serious injury. And both have had injury issues over the course of their young NFL careers. So even even as backups, they're not the most reliable because they too have had injuries. This is a deep Packers offensive line. They really like Lucas Patrick. They, they really like Murphy and Spriggs and the talent that they have. Obviously, Bakhtiari and Bulaga are Pro Bowl caliber players. Corey Lindsley has more responsibilities this year with the way the offense looks. They really like Lane Taylor and Justin McCray, So it seems like they have good depth here. But in order for, I think, Packer fans and certainly the Packer coaches to sleep a little bit better at night, it would be nice to see these guys prove they are legitimate rotation level NFL offensive linemen, which is not something most NFL teams can say about their backup players. So if Green Bay can do that, they have a competitive advantage on the rest of the league where Injuries are just part of it. We know they're going to happen. Green Bay won a game last year with five guards starting and playing all game. It's going to take some creativity. It's going to take some ingenuity. And it's going to take overcoming some injury adversity. Green Bay is set up to do that. But these players, and Murphy and Spriggs in particular, need to prove they're capable of doing that for the coaches to have confidence in their ability to do that.
1: The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com one. That's p-h-i-l-i-p-s dot com slash o-n-e.
0: How about the players with the most to gain? One of the players who broke out. I don't know if breakout is the right word, but I think the the best practice he's had on Tuesday was Equinemia St. Brown. That was when he started to really turn heads. And look, if you listen to this show and you read the stuff that I write at Acme Packing Company, you know it didn't take me until now to be in on EQ. It just didn't. And I I highly recommend you go back and listen to that Ty Hildenbrand show if you haven't already. There is untapped potential here. He made a play on Tuesday where he was, he'd run a little out route and there wasn't really much separation. So Aaron Rodgers threw the ball to the inside, sort of half arm slung it. EQ turned his body, found the ball, made the catch in the end zone for a touchdown. It was a play that I think is indicative of the kind of physical talent that he has, but the emerging chemistry that he has with Aaron Rodgers. And a lot has been made of the fact that Jake Kumaro is running with the ones. I just, I wouldn't put too much stock into that at this point. I just wouldn't. He's just not as talented as these other guys. And at the very least, not as talented as EQ. And so, I think there is an opportunity here for him to become the fourth receiver. I think he has the inside track to that job, and part of that is draft position, and part of that is age, and part of that is talent. I understand that, that Aaron Rodgers likes Kumaro, and I, I, I think right now, he looks like a guy who, who can make this team, has a chance to make this team. Trevor Davis is hurt. He's another guy battling to make this team, Michael Clark. He retires. What did I say a couple weeks ago? These things have a way of sorting themselves out. Trevor Davis is hurt. Probably not going to play on Thursday. EQ is, and he might play with Deshaun Kaiser, who he played with in college, who he has a rapport with, and who he might be able to show out catching passes from. He is in a position on Thursday night to show out. The other position where I'm, I'm really fascinated to see what happens is that inside linebacker. Blake Martinez, obviously the starter. Oren Burke's been given the opportunity to win that other job. But on Tuesday, Greer Martini was getting chances to run with the ones a little bit. Now, Mike McCarthy, before practice, said this is going to be a heavy workload practice. He wanted to see a lot of players in practice, and that is preparation for the game. Give them an opportunity to say, if we have to go to these guys because maybe they want to sit Clay Matthews. Maybe they want to sit Blake Martinez. Maybe there are different players that they want to sit on Thursday, and so we should give these backup players reps together playing with other starters or number twos when normally they're running with the threes or you know they're, they're the twos running with the ones when normally they're just running with the twos, whatever it is. It it's helpful to get practice reps together before you go and play in a game, and so Ahmad Thomas and Greer Martini are the guys fighting with Oren Burks for that that second inside linebacker job. I think Burks is the clear front runner. I think Martini was in there as a rotational player just to give him some reps, just to give him some some minutes and some opportunities. I don't think, realistically speaking, he has a chance to overtake a third-round pick. Someone with the kind of physical talent and the acumen of Oren Burks. I, I just think Oren Burks is too good a player. But if Burks plays a quarter, maybe Martini gets another quarter, and maybe Ahmad Thomas gets another quarter, and they get a chance. Thomas has already been a player that the coaches have singled out as, as flashing, as doing things in coverage that they like. And so Martini now, who's on every special teams he could be on, getting an opportunity to show he's more than just a special teams player. He can, he can give you defensive snaps. And that's the way you make a team. Remember, before Jake Ryan got hurt, I suggested Ahmad Thomas was the fourth line, inside linebacker on this team, and he would make the team as a result. They couldn't just keep three. Well, Jake Ryan's hurt now. He's out for the year. So that leaves Burks, Martinez, and probably two spots. That means Martini and Thomas. Could one of these other guys come in? Sure, maybe. But those are the the guys separating themselves right now. And with big games on Thursday, they could put themselves in a position to say, Okay, Oren Burks is the other starter. I am clearly the third guy. I'm inside track to make this team. I'm a special team's maven and and this is me. That opportunity is critical and and the chance for them to shine in a game like this, to really to really show the coaches they belong because these are undrafted free agents. They've seen Ahmad Thomas a little bit. He was on the practice squad at the end of last year. But they don't know that much about him. They don't have that much information about him. So he has to continue to build that resume to say, this is me, this is who I am, and this is what I can do. This is how I can help this football team. Because that's all that matters. He's going to have a chance on Thursday. Ahmad Thomas is, and Graham Martini is, to show the coaches. He's not just a backup. He's not just a special teams player. If I need to play in a game, if I need to play in a pinch, Joe Thomas, a couple years ago, had to start seven games. If they need him to do that, can he do that? Or do they need to go sign a veteran? Because the the only options aren't Thomas or Martini or Marcus Porter or whatever. Those aren't the only options. There are other players who exist in the league. And there are guys who are going to get cut. And so they have to prove not just I'm the best guy on this team or I'm the I'm the third best inside linebacker on this team or the fourth best or whatever. It's I'm better than everyone else on the roster below me, and anyone you could go get in free agency. And that distinction is often lost in these discussions because we're so focused, we're so lasered in on this roster that we forget. Oh, Green Bay, someone could get cut and Green Bay could just sign them. And now they're the third best inside linebacker, maybe the second best inside linebacker on this team. These guys need to go out every day in practice and even more so in the games to prove that they deserve playing time. This episode is brought to you by Shell
1: This episode is brought to you by HP.
0: Whenever you do your
1: best thinking, the HP Spectre X360 is ready when inspiration strikes. With Power Save for Battery Life and Focus Mode to multitask, you can do your best thinking whenever and wherever it happens. You can't always schedule when and where you might have a brilliant thought, whether it's in the morning or before bed, when you're at your computer or away from it. Thinking can happen anywhere and anytime. The HP Spectre X360 2-in-1 convertible PC with Windows 10 saves battery life for whenever an idea hits you. HP Spectre X360, a more thoughtful laptop.
0: There's one player I am most excited to watch on Thursday. Maybe that's not true, but there's one player that I don't know what to expect. He has a lot to potentially gain. And I, I really am excited to watch him play because Kevin King is dealing with the shoulder injury. doesn't seem to be serious. Jair Alexander dealing with the groin injury. Apparently, it was a little bit of stiffness, dehydration, whatever it is, they're being cautious with him because he's a first-round pick. That's what you should do. Josh Jackson is going to get an opportunity to play with the starters. Because if King is out and Alexander is out, it's going to be House and Tremont Williams. And in nickel, they're going to move Williams into the slot and put Josh Jackson out there. He's already running ahead of Lindsey Pipkins and Josh Hawkins. And and rightfully so, frankly, He's, he's clearly more talented. And he has struggled at times in camp because man coverage is new to him. And he gets a little grabby because that is, your, that is your bailout when you're a big, strong corner like he is to just grab somebody. You've got the long arms. I'm just going to control and grab. And, and that is what young corners often do. You don't trust your technique. You don't trust your eyes. You don't trust the scheme. He's used to trusting his instincts. Well, there's a learning curve in the NFL, and it takes time. Devontae Adams mentioned the other day that he has seen the progress in Jackson. Brian Gutekinds made a very astute point in discussing these young players. He said it takes a certain amount of time just to prepare them to play, just to, pre- just to get them up to speed for them to then show their talents and abilities. It's hard to do that right away. It's hard to show that right away because – you don't understand the scheme and you don't understand the technique and you haven't played against players this good. Going up against Devontae Adams every day in practice, a guy who is an absolute craftsman as a route runner, who is dynamic and explosive, it has made Kevin King better. I mean, clearly, they've had great battles in training camp. And hopefully it makes Devontae Adams better too. With King out and Alexander out, this is Josh Jackson's opportunity to potentially go and play against the Tennessee Titans starters and get the opportunity to play with other number ones and get the opportunity to show his talent. Because now we're, we're two weeks in, he needs to be up to speed. And if not up all the way up to speed, like 90% up to speed, 85% up to speed. He knows the schemes, he knows the calls. Now it's about improving your technique, improving your instincts, improving your footwork now it's artisanship it's getting better at your craft it's learning it's understanding it's savvy because by week six Josh Jackson can't be a rookie corner anymore ditto for Jair Alexander you're veterans now and so they need they need them to be up to speed Green Bay does And so Josh Jackson, if he goes out and he plays great, he gets a couple pass deflections, he's in the right place, he doesn't get called for P.I., he plays aggressive, but he plays under control, that would be a tremendous sign for him and for the Packers' defense moving forward because clearly the most talented corners on this roster are Kevin King, Jair Alexander, and Josh Jackson. And Devon House has had a pretty good last couple days, last week or so, And Tremont Williams still looks like he has plenty in the tank, at least for this season. But you're talking about pure talent? It's King, Alexander, and Jackson. And so if they're the ones who are able to also be the best players, this is rare, by the way, that the most talented players are the best players. It's just, it doesn't always happen. I don't want to say it's rare. But you look up, up and down a team, if you ranked every player on a team from 1 to 100, like it's Madden, and you put talent, and then you put player quality, it would not be one-to-one. There would be plenty of excellent players who were not the most talented, and there'd be plenty of ultra-talented players, the guys who were number one, top of the list, 99 out of 100 in talent, who were like 15, 20, 25 on the list of quality players for for myriad reasons. Josh Jasson gets the opportunity to prove he's not just a talent. He is a player. All right. No show on Thursday. We'll have a recap show on Friday. I already have questions that that listeners are wanting to have answered about the game that hasn't even taken place yet, which is just that is overwhelming to me that, that there are people thinking that far ahead. I love it. Please continue to do that. Remember, you can always... Hit me up on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can you can send your questions or your comments to the podcast at Locked On Packers. But we do have this line. The on Packers fan line. Use it. It's 920. I got a Green Bay area code. Come on now. A Green Bay area code, 920 That's 920-341-3775. You can text it. You can call. If you're lucky, I'll, I'll text you back. I won't call you back, but I'll text you back. Leave a message, leave your question, leave your comment, whatever it is. I, I did have a question about a, a potential listener fantasy football league. I don't think we can do a, a fantasy league, but we could do a pick'em' pool. That could work. Let me know if you if you want to do a pick'em pool, if you would be in a pick'em pool, locked on packers pick'em pool, let me know. Shoot me a text at the Locked On Packers fan line. Hit me up on Twitter, let me know if you would do it and if we get enough people to want to do it I'll set it up and we'll do it and I'll come up with a prize maybe a jersey I'll figure it out but a game tomorrow and a podcast on Friday and then we're back with more next week find out what you missed from the game with all our content at acmepackingcompany.com fansided.com profootballweekly.com everything there for you to make sure that you're staying up to date on your favorite team I tricked you didn't I You thought I was going to say it I was gonna say it, but then I didn't. What was I gonna say? I was gonna remind you to stay locked on, pack.